everyone, welcome to the Church Brand Guide podcast. My name is Michael Prasad. This is the place where I want to help you cut through the noise so you can see more people showing up to your church. As a result of that, you get to see more life change taking place and you get to see more people choosing to contribute to the vision that God has given you. You know, as I work with churches all around the country, uh, just over and over again from month to month, um, I, I tend to find patterns. And one of the patterns is that many church leaders just don't know how to let people know that the church is there to help them to live a, a better life to, in, in all areas. You know, it's financial, it's relationships, it's all the things that really matter. Um, pastors feel like if people only knew what the church was and how it could help them, that man, they would they would just show up and, and they would just be so grateful to have this in their life. Um, and I, I totally agree with that. And so what, one of the things that we do uh, as I work with the church is help to put together a brand strategy. So branding is something that I found in the uh, in the in the marketplace where companies go through a process and they they find out the the pain points of their audience and then they create some messaging that helps to um, quickly present the solution to the problem that their audience has. And so uh, that's one of the things that we do here at Church Brand Guide is uh, I want to guide uh, when I work with somebody as a client, I want to guide them through, hey, what are the pain points? that you are really good at helping with. And then let's create some language around that so you can communicate it really well. And then also let's design a website that communicates it. Let's design the logo. Let's design a, um, a lobby area that really presents that well because people judge a book by its cover and we just want to make sure that people understand you quickly. Um, so that's kind of the big idea of today's podcast episode. We're going to be diving into the solutions. Actually, we're going to talk about four solutions that we can present as a church to the problems that people have in your city. And these, these solutions are, uh, they're universal. Like everybody, uh, every church in whatever area of the country you're in, whether, whether it's a big city or a small city, these are four solutions that everybody needs in their life. And as a church, you can communicate this very effectively so that people see the need for your church in their life. I'm actually talking with Lucas Forstoff today. He's one of my, um, my friends, one of my clients. Uh, started off years ago where uh, I met him at a church conference. We, we had, we're part of a network of churches. And so I went to this conference and I met Lucas and he, uh, we got into a good conversation. He needed some help rebranding a church that's been around for over 20 years. Uh, his dad was the pastor and he's the creative director there. And we just developed a great relationship. I remember going out to uh, Cornerstone Church. Uh, they're just north of um, Detroit, Michigan. And I had a great time just hanging out. We did a strategy session with the staff of the church and uh, got some really good insights to the vision and the calling of the church in the city. And then through that, we created uh, logos, websites, signs all over the property, uh, a bunch of collateral materials. And I've actually been working with them ongoing for maybe three years now. So we've developed this really good relationship. And even through uh, COVID and everything that was happening there, uh, Lucas and I were in touch and just sharing ideas about what, what other churches are doing. What, what is Lucas learning? How is he implementing it? Um, and they did really well coming uh, through the, the, the pandemic season. They're, of course, we're, we're still in it at the time of this recording, but they're doing really well. Um, they're trying a lot of different things and it's, it's sticking. So 
he's going to share some of that as well in this episode. So I hope um, you get a lot out of this. Uh, Lucas does a really good job of just presenting uh, just just things to help you. His heart is just to present ideas that they've tried that, that has worked for them. And hopefully it helps you as well. So yeah, we're going to tackle those four big uh, solutions that your church can provide and talk about how we can communicate that very effectively so people say, oh wow, yes, that's what I need in my life. Let me, uh, let me go to church this weekend. So uh, we're going to dive into the podcast episode right after I tell you a little bit more about how you can book a call with me so I can consult with you about your church and maybe I can help you to create a great brand for your church. Most people don't understand why they need your church. They're driving by every weekend and they have no idea that you can help them become the hero of their story. Maybe you're a church where you see a lot of visitors coming, but they don't stick around. They leave through the back door and they don't come back. That's why I'm passionate about helping churches to brand themselves because it's where we get to communicate very clearly who we are so people can understand us quickly. When they understand us quickly, that's when they decide to buy in. This is a three-step process. The first step is to have a brand strategy in place that's right for your church, and out of that, create a logo that represents your story. The second step is to create a website that serves as a digital platform to welcome new guests. The third thing you have to do is make sure your lobby experience is great. It's welcoming and it helps people understand your church quickly because they're going to make a decision whether or not they're going to come back within the first five minutes, which is way before they hear the sermon. These three areas are the foundation of a good church brand, which sets a church up for growth. Here's the problem. You're not a branding expert. You didn't get a degree in branding, but people do judge a book by its cover. And I want to be your guide. I want to help you get this right. You should be able to focus on the ministry that God has called you to, and I want to help you to get the rest of it in place. Go to churchbrandguide.com and schedule a free 30-minute call with me so I can learn about your church. From there, we can decide if I can help you build your church's brand. All right, so I'm here with Lucas Forstoff, and Lucas is with Cornerstone Church, and he's going to be hanging out with us today and just sharing a little bit about what Cornerstone Church is doing. Uh, Lucas, why don't you just start off by introducing yourself and Cornerstone Church? Yeah, I'm uh, Lucas Forstoff, and um, I serve, I work at Cornerstone Church. Uh, it's in Highland, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit, um, North Detroit, really far from the city is I think about a 40 minute drive from downtown from where we're at. But actually, it's, it's funny to think that we're considered a, the, uh, the most northern suburb of Detroit. And um, so we uh, uh, but we don't have any of the benefits of a city. Um, we have the benefits of a rural <laughs> rural area. Um, as a matter of fact, I think the city we're in, we're most known for our equestrian lifestyle which is horses, seriously. So which we laugh when we think about that, but this is where the Lord has us. And uh, so we're here. That's awesome. I met Lucas uh, several years ago. Um, we kind of bumped into each other at a, a conference and then um, I just jumped on to help rebrand and create some new, new things for the church websites and logo and some other things like that. Um, it's been a wonderful uh, several years of just working with Lucas and, and his team at Cornerstone. Uh, so thanks, Lucas, for, for jumping on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. 
So the pandemic is happening right now. We're, we're about a year, almost a year into this pandemic where things started to shut down about a year ago. Um, so it's affected everyone. Um, every church has been affected by it. Um, so right off the bat, why don't we just talk about what that's been like for you and for Cornerstone Church? Yeah, it's stressful, like anybody would imagine. Um, and, I, and I think that when it first happened, it was just like, okay, let's, let's listen to the experts. Let's, um, <laughs> let's be as safe as we possibly can. We don't really know what this is, uh, but it's dangerous. And we, we, we don't want to risk it. We don't want to risk. We don't want to put anybody at risk. And so, you know, shutting down at the beginning was what we did in March. And um, it felt like really, it almost felt like we had no choice, you know? And um, so we just shut it down. And I felt like um, we had to completely rethink how we're going to get our people to church. And uh, we had a live stream um, going for a number of years before this. So I felt lucky in a way that we had something in place already. Um, and so we started utilizing the idea of live stream and, um, in a way we're like, we're doing all of our communicating through live stream. And I remember, um, doing that very first Sunday, it felt, you know, I was at church because I, I serve at church and I'm, and I serve with the creative team. And so I was here, one of the few that was in the building, making sure that everything is going well, streaming well. And then we um, rewatched the service uh, like a few days later, and we all really did not like the, the flow and the energy of the service and, um, and all that stuff. And so we right away completely reformatted our live streaming experience and then began right away to just change how we communicate through the internet rather than in person, you know? Um, and that has had a, has a tremendous, has had a positive impact um, on our church services. Now uh, we started back up. I think we started back up in June um, meeting again and um, have continued to meet in person since June on Sundays. But what we did was, is all the tweaks that we had made to live stream, we kept those. We kept like a lot of the big ideas that we that we created. And um, so now um, we live stream um, our 11 a.m. service um, on Sundays only. So we have one live stream service a week and the rest are not live streamed. So we do um, a couple different services on Sunday mornings. Um, 9 a.m. is not live streamed and our 11 a.m. is. And as a matter of fact, those two services have completely different flows and feels to them. Um, we communicate with our live stream audience um, in the 11 a.m. service and we give them directions, you know, and how to, on how to let us know you're new, how to give. Um, if you want to know more about the church, there's numbers to text, there's ways to get, let us know you're new and all that stuff. So all that cool stuff, we realized that we needed to figure out we're still implementing, which has been really, I think a positive. Yeah. And it's been great to see that, um, from the outside, I've been, uh, working with you a little bit on, Hey, how do we implement maybe something to the website or, you know, those type of things. And I've seen some of the things you've done, uh, some of the innovations that you've done for, for the church. Um, you know, there might be, I'm trying to think of specifics, like you, you might've had, you know, somebody on stage speaking and then you cut to different camera where they're maybe in a different location and they're giving announcements. Yep. Uh, you've also done some stuff during the week where, you know, you were doing some devotionals and Bible studies and some other things 
and creating a nice presentation out of it with maybe a screen in the background, those type of things. Yep. Um, what, what's been the biggest takeaway that like what the biggest lesson you've learned through all of it? Spiritually or just uh, logistically as a church? Man, that's that's a big question, right? Um, let, let's do let's do logistically. Like we're we're talking branding stuff, so let's let's just do that first, and then we'll come back to the spiritual. Yeah, I think the biggest thing we learned is, you know, let's see here. Communicating through a, a whole idea of communicating just digitally is very difficult. so that really honestly is what we've learned and it can take time to set up the ability to communicate well digitally how do you like for example everything you need to do to get somebody who's on the live stream for the very first time to get them to tell us they're new fill out some information and then we can then begin to talk to them maybe on a, with a phone call to get them to come to the church now. And that to think about through all of that, how, what, how do you communicate that? How do you have the website set up to do that? So I think that's been the biggest lesson learned is communicating digitally is very difficult. Yeah, very, yeah, very true. I think everybody um, has been experimenting with different ways to do that. How do you close the gaps? What works, what doesn't work? You hear an idea from one church and you try it at your church and it just doesn't work, you know, uh, that type of thing. So what about spiritually? What what have you taken away spiritually? Well, I will say this, that though um, going to church now is a little different than what it used to be. So what I mean by that is this, you know, before COVID hit, um, I'd come to church because it was like, okay, teach me um, how to be a great a father, how to be a great businessman. I want to know um, how to succeed in life. And it feels like since COVID, it's the shift. There's a shift in the spirit realm, I feel like, where it's like, okay, we're not right now, we're coming to church because we just want to worship God. We just want to be together. And it's gotten real simple. Things have simplified, tremendously simplified. And it's brought into our services, it has brought a powerful move of God on, on our, during our services. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's really good to hear you say that. I, I was reflecting on even some of the services we're doing um, in South Florida. So I'm in South Florida, you're in Michigan, but we're seeing some of the same results. Like people are just really eager to get together, um, you know, safely. We do all the stuff to make it as safe as possible, um, but they're very excited to, to get together. Um, yeah, so w- let's talk about a little bit of the branding process. And what, what I try to share with um, churches is this big idea of, um, hey, let's share the benefits of our church. So, so in marketing world, like if, you, if you're trying to sell a, uh, a new widget or thing that you created, um, you try to sell the benefits of it. Um, so it's, it, you know, you've all heard the analogy of the, the drill, like you, you're not buying a drill, you're buying the holes that the drill produces. Um, so the idea in church world is how, how do we communicate that well? And uh, Cornerstone, I think, does a really good job at this. Um, and what I've done uh, is oversimplified it for a lot of my, my clients that I work with. Uh, it's really just it's four different things that we can do as a church or communicate well as a church. One is that um, people, well, people basically, they, they need hope. So can we say, hey, this is a place where you can find hope? Mm. Uh, number two, people need community. So how about, hey, as a church, we just communicate that. Like, this is a place where you belong. 
number three, um, people need to find purpose for their life. So how do we communicate like this is the place where you can find a purpose that's greater than yourself? Yeah. And, and number four, uh, people want to be significant. They want their life to make a difference, to, to make an impact. Yeah. And again, the church is so good at this. Um, so Lucas, why don't you talk about uh, a little bit about how you help people to, let's say, find community at Cornerstone? Yeah. Well, there is um, just right now at the top of my head um, that I, I was, as I was preparing for this, I thought of two things that Cornerstone does to um, make people feel like they belong. Um, one of them is our small groups and we call them connect groups. Um, we always are encouraging people, you need to get into your, your connect group. And that, I mean, you can build your friendships and your spiritual family in there. And then another one is serving. Uh, how wonderful you can, the wonderful relationships you can build when you serve shoulder to shoulder with somebody, you get into the battlefield together and, um, and, and serve in that man and serve the kingdom of God. That really does create this bond, this relationship. And you really feel like you really begin to belong to the family of God. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, our church is very, very young. Uh, so we don't have a lot of uh, like connect groups that are really thriving and going. But what we found is that we have a lot of serve teams at the church where people serve together. And that's become a really big place where community uh, takes place. That's it's very true. Mm-hmm. What about uh, hope? Like, how, how do you inspire hope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would say that um, we also do this through two things as well as I thought this out. We make sure during our services that we have every week. So we do three services a week. Um, Sunday mornings, we have two services. And then Wednesday nights, we have a service at 7 p.m. every single week. And we always try very hard. I mean, we really do try very hard to create a service that does bring people the message of hope. And we pour a ton of work and effort and creativity into these services to enable that process. And then the second thing that we do to create hope is with our small groups, our connect groups. Um, We try very hard to make them um, a place where you can find friendship, you can find a place to belong, a community that in, when you are in need, you can call this group up. They can help you. You know, in my mind, I always think about this. Um, you know, your, your best friend is the person you call when you need uh, picked up from the airport and you need help moving. <laughs> Who are you going to call to do those things? And it would be my desire as a pastor here at Cornerstone Church that somebody in need would first and foremost send out that text message to the whole connect group and say, Hey, um, pray for me. Uh, I'm about to, I'm about to encounter something. Something's happening in my life. Pray for me, um, or be there for me. Can somebody come help me do this? Can let's respond as a, as a group together. So I would say that those, those two things right there, the services and your small groups, boy, I would hope and wish and pray that those things would give people true hope in their life. And I, and they do, I watch it happen, um, every single week at church. It's great. Yeah. And I can tell the focus when you said like you really focus on delivering hope in your services, it, uh, there's a difference. Like, I feel like when you have a focus, it, it's evident. Like you can see that the, the songs you sing, the, the transitions you have between different elements, um, it all speaks to that big idea. Yep. So when we were going through the process of branding and creating a brand strategy, I remember us talking around some of that, like, how do we 
what do we do? You know, um, what do we do really well? Like, mm -hmm. how do we do this? How do we simplify and just do these things really, really well? Mm -hmm. uh, what about purpose? You, you've got a, um, I think a, some sort of a membership process, right? That how do you help people find purpose? Yeah, we, we do two things. So we initially want people to, to take this really simple class. It's called Starting Point. And it happens, um, I think right now we're doing it every other month. Um, and it happens at church on a Sunday morning it, it, from 11 a.m. till 1245. And uh, it's in one of our rooms here at the church. Uh, and it, it, it's a class where we share with them the history of the church the mission of the church, the vision of the church. We go over ways for them to serve, which is wonderful to see. They take a gifts test. They um, uh, find out information, how to become a member. And then at the very end, the pastors of the church, pastors Tim and Rhonda, they come in um, and for the last 15 minutes of the class, they answer any questions that the people may have. And we do all this stuff uh, through um, testimonies, live testimonies. Um, there's some people in there, who, um, some elders in there who share the, um, the, the vision of the mission of the church. Also, we share the history of the church through the videos that we've created. Uh, we share the mission in, of the church through videos that we've created. So it's a multimedia, multidimensional experience. And along in that class, they get some treats and some snacks and some refreshments. And uh, it moves really quick. And it's really inspiring to hear the history of the church. I, um, it's funny, but um, I would say sharing the history of the church, where we started, how we got where we're at, is what I think is the most inspiring for people to hear. Um, for some reason, people love to hear about how Cornerstone Church started and how we got to where we're at. And then they're excited about jumping on board when they hear about the mission and the vision of the future. They're like, well, this is a place that's doing something. I want to be involved. And so um, they will, they can take that gifts test, which lets them see where they're gifted at. Maybe not in like a physical gifting, but they have a gifts in, in, some, in relationships and there's an emotional assessment test in there and things like that. And they realize, well, there's something I can offer. Um, and then, so they can find their purpose there. And then always, 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 we, we tell people, hey, the one of the best ways for you is to find out what you're good at is just to serve and try it out. And so if you think you're interested in kids, children's ministry, serve in there for a little bit. If you end up not liking it, just go ahead and politely exit and try to find something else for yourself. But um, yeah, those two areas really do help people find purpose, the starting point class, and then just encouraging people to serve. So I love how you put a lot of emphasis on that. Like you, it sounds like, like you said, it's a multimedia experience. You provide snacks. It's you put your best foot forward yeah. so that people that are coming and are interested in being part of the church, they get the best experience possible, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Again, from a, from a, just from a brand perspective, um, that really moves the needle for, for the church. Like mm -hmm. people will come and be part of the church and contribute in whatever ways they, they feel they should. Um, so it makes a lot of sense to, to do, to put a lot of emphasis in that area. What about making a difference? Like people want their lives to, to matter, to make an impact. So how do you do that at Cornerstone? I think the best way at Cornerstone is serving. I mean, really honestly serving and then hopefully one day leading, leading a team. And um, 
So, you know, even if you're leading, you're still serving. So those are tremendous ways to make a difference. And then also Cornerstone, it, it has been a, a missions-minded church um, right from the very beginning. And we try to take a number of different mission trips every single year. And you want to talk about uh, making a difference. Um, you go on a mission trip overseas, overseas and, and, and do some tremendous ministry for a week or two you really will make quite a difference and uh, you'll come alive in your walk with the Lord. So those two areas are wonderful examples of how Cornerstone allows people to make a difference in our community. Um, you know, and within serving at Cornerstone Church, we do a lot of uh, outreach into the community as well. So we do, it feels like local outreach. Every week there's an opportunity for local outreach here at church. And so, um, People can people love to get involved with that. Uh, we we run buses every single Wednesday night into our community. Um, we run two buses for the children, and we run uh, four buses in a van for the youth. Um, and so those are areas too where you want to serve and make an impact in the community. Go ahead and join the join the bus ministry. And my friend, you're on the front lines of reaching the lost. You're on the front lines of of hurt of praying for the brokenhearted, of giving food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty. You're literally doing, uh, you know, the work of Jesus. It's pretty powerful. I love how your messaging is so on point with everything. Um, so that's, that's a big part of what we, uh, when we came in, we started working on, hey, how do we say some of this stuff? You know, you, you had a lot of great things happening, but then how do we create buckets, so to speak, so people can understand it? And then how do we communicate it? Um, so even like, you know, I might design a promotion for Easter or I might do something for the church, but I have all these uh, great phrases and different things that we, um, we already have in place that we can pull from. Uh, so for me, like even from a designer perspective, it's like, man, I love working with Cornerstone because you have like all this stuff I can work with. It's really good. You have a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what, what do you think you hang your hat on? Like, is there one of these that really stands out to you the most where Cornerstone is like excels? Like you do all these really well, mm -hmm. but is there one that stands out? Yeah, we try and we, we've talked about this. Um, we do this on purpose. There is one area that we want to excel in. We've had meetings about it. We talk about it. We put most of our money into it. Uh, most of our meetings every single week are designed to make it the best possible. And it is our Sunday morning church service. That's where we uh, put our greatest amount of effort. It is where we put our energy, our, we put our creativity there. Um, we, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road for us. That is it. And, um, and so that's our best foot forward. That's our best effort. That's what we do the best. And so, um, yeah, I would, that, that's it. That's it. I mean, seriously, anything else we don't put as much effort into, honestly, we don't. And so, um, but because we, we really feel like it's the best, um, way to make the greatest impact on the kingdom of God. It's our multiplied effort. Oh, that's good. Uh, just for context, can you tell us a little bit, how long has Cornerstone been around and on average, like how many people come on a, on a Sunday? Yeah. So Cornerstone was started, um, I think, I think around 39 years ago. Um, and there was a, a, a different pastor here. And then he had called my father who was, we were living in Ohio at the time. And he 
asked my dad to uh, come up and be the, his youth pastor. And my dad prayed about it and the Lord told him no. And um, so he called it, he called him back and said, sorry, um, I'm not going to do it. And he goes, oh, okay. And um, my dad was really bumming about that because it, it was always his dream to work in the ministry. And the Lord told him no. And as one of his job opportunities and a year later, this pastor called him back and said, Hey, um, I'm calling you. I want you to be the pastor of the church. Interesting, huh? Wow. And the Lord told him, yes, this is what I have planned for you. And so he came up, my dad came up, um, 35 years ago. And so he, so the guy did, wasn't pastoring the church for very long and he took it over and it was a, took a small white church building with a steeple, the classic 1880s, I'm talking the year <laughs> 1880s is when this building was built. Wow. Uh, yep. White church with a steeple, took it over, no air conditioning, no sound system. Can you believe that? Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, grew it from there. And uh, if you've seen our building now, which Michael, you've seen our, our, our building now. Come a long way. <laughs> come a long way. Yeah. Come a long way. Thank you, Jesus. And um, I don't know how many people um, we currently have on, on Sunday morning, but I think um, attendance is, uh, um, I think we'll reach about a thousand people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And uh, we have different churches of different sizes. So I just want to give them a little bit of context. We, we know it's not, you know, all about numbers and attendance and all that stuff, but it, it, it matters because it, it, you know, every number is a soul. So, um, but yeah, yeah also, absolutely. Go, go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what are you excited about as you, you look ahead for Cornerstone, you know, pandemic, we talked about some of that, the, the adjustments that you made, but what are you excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, interestingly enough, even during COVID, we, we've gotten a lot of new people to attend the church, and there are a lot of very young families and young adults have been coming to the church, and it's incredibly exciting to see they're coming in, they are new, some of them are new to the faith, and they are uh, catching fire for Jesus, and it's really a blessing to watch. Others of them have um, just come in looking for a church. Maybe they moved to the area and they, they heard about us. They came and they're sticking around. And so this is exciting about the future. Also, I, I also wrote down another thing that I'm excited about is um, uh, all the missionaries we support. Most people don't know this, but I, um, we support a lot of missionaries around the world. And I'm always very excited about the work that they're doing around the world. And um, how we support them. It's very exciting to see, I'm telling you. We get weekly up, weekly video updates um, from our missionaries around the world, and it's awesome. It's so awesome to see, so I'm, I'm very, it's very exciting to me. I'm very excited about that. Um, also, um, right now I wrote down, our, our young people, our youth and our young adults, um, and even our children are very hungry for the Lord right now. And they, are um, very passionate for the Lord, and it's really exciting to see. And they were passionate for the Lord before COVID, and it's exciting to see that even during COVID, that with the limited capacity we have in our building, they're coming out and they're excited about Jesus and they're passionate for the Lord. And it's very exciting to see. And I'm feeling really blessed um, being able to uh, be in the uh, be around for such a time as this at our church. It's great. Wow. Yeah, that's great to hear. Love it. 
And it was so good to be able to work with you well before the pandemic to get you know several things in place um, so that when the pandemic actually hit, like you guys were had a lot of systems in place. I mean, that were able to help you communicate well and uh, keep keep things rolling. Um, so we, I, I guess one final question is um, if somebody is trying to go through this branding pro or they're thinking about rebranding, you know, mm. what is it that they need to know or about doing it? Like, I, I just remember even working with you, like you said, your dad, he's the, uh, the senior pastor of the church. Uh, you were in the room. We had several other people in the room. Um, a little side question. How, how did your mom and your dad, like, how did they accept this process? Yeah, very interesting. Um, it, well, anybody who is okay, my my um, every every leader likes new ideas when they're his ideas. <laughs> People have a hard time. Um, every single person has a hard time with something new if it wasn't their idea, and I feel like it it it, it was a slow process. You know, they might not think uh, if you were to ask them, they might not think it was slow going because because of their perspective but in but from my perspective it felt like a slow process it felt like something where we presented to it to them uh, a while ago let them chew on it for a while kept bringing bringing it back up talking about ways that we could rebrand the church and make it happen and the great thing was all along the way they were open to it wanted to know more about it wanted to know why why we should do it and every single time, you know, if you can, we could honestly answer their questions. They were, they started to get excited. Honestly, they started to get excited and they're like, let's do this. I'm on board. Let's go. And, you know, there is different levels of rebranding and we needed a complete rebranding. We needed the full package. And so when we brought that to them, we were open and honest with that saying they, we think, you know, Hey, pastor, we think this is the everything we need to rebrand. It's the full package. It's it's the kit and caboodle. You know what I'm saying? And um, they said, well, let's go. Let's do it. If we're going to do it, let's go all the way. And so it was fun. Honestly, it was fun. It wasn't like pulling teeth, which some things can be when it comes to change. But this was not pulling teeth at all. They were ready to go. They were excited about it. So what would you say to somebody who's out there thinking about maybe a church leader, maybe another pastor? They're thinking about, should we do this or not? What would you say? Well, I would encourage people to look at the way that you are communicating to your community and, and honestly ask yourself this question. Is this communicating to the public what I want it to? And if you're um, worried about how you're communicating to the public, or don't know how you're communicating to the public, then I would check this out. Just check it out and find out more. You know, check out the Michael's website, give him a call, email him, whatever the case may be, and just begin to talk it out. And it can take a while from start to finish, um, but it's okay. At least you're starting it, I would say. And, and make sure that your branding is communicating to the public your heart as a pastor. I think that's really the most important thing. Um, are you a tra Are you a, you know the people that you would love to see come to your church? Um, are they driving by or and, and noticing your stuff and saying that's a place that I'd like to check out? 
Yeah, that's so good. And uh, it's why I am super passionate about what, what I get to do. It's a, you know, I feel like uh, God has given you as a church leader and, and you know, the pastor of the church, a, a great vision. And then we just have to communicate that in a way that's clear. So people see what, what God sees really. Um, ultimately, like that, that's the perception that we want to have um, through all the stuff that we do. And the truth is in our culture, especially people judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you're presenting something where people say, okay, I believe that's relevant to me um, to the point where I'm going to go check that out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, any final thoughts, uh, Lucas? Oh, I, I, I agree. I think every single, every single pastor wants people to be attracted to their church. <laughs> yeah. Every single pastor. And there's different ways to attract them. And um, if you're weak in one area, like branding, um, website, logos, uh, communicating your vision digitally, if you're weak in that area, then you can um, get better at it. And so you don't have to do it alone, which is fantastic, which is why I absolutely love you, Michael, so much and your team over there is because um, we weren't doing it alone all the questions were answered. And, and so, you know, God attracts people to the church and there's other ways to attract people to the church too. And so I would say get great at all of them if you can. All right, Lucas. Hey, thanks again for everything you shared with us. Uh, how can people connect with you if they'd like to uh, just get, get a hold of you? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook if you want to. Um, just my normal name, Lucas Forstoff. Um, and I'm sure that's probably somewhere written out. Um, uh, I can spell it for you, but if you yeah, don't, we'll put, that in the, we'll put that in the show notes of the, the episode. So check yeah. out the show notes and you can figure out how to spell, uh, forced off. Actually, why don't you go ahead and just spell it out real quick for people that are driving down the road? Yeah. So forced off. So F O R S T H O F F. So okay. Lucas is normal. So anyway, or you can email me and my email is really simple. Lucas at ignited.org. No, I love what you guys have been doing. And it's been great to see and, and to be a part of it, actually. So we started the process and then we just stuck with you. So it's been awesome yep. to be a part of it. And uh, when I was thinking about inviting people, I was like, man, I have to have Lucas on because you're doing such a great job, especially through the pandemic and everything that you've um, made adjustments on and innovated on. Uh, it's been so good to see it. Yeah. Hey, thank you for being on the, on the podcast. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to the church brand guide podcast. I'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review. This just helps us to get out there to more people when you do it. Hey, also don't forget to go to churchbrandguide.com and schedule a free 30 minute call with me so I can learn more about your church. This way we can see if I can help you build your church's brand.